0: Hey guys, Dominic Neshi here from Wealthy. Before we jump into the podcast, I wanted to just remind you that if you are enjoying the content that we're creating, you're liking the guests and getting something out of it, please like, subscribe and pass it on to all your friends that might find it helpful. And remember that all of this is ultimately so you can learn how to build wealth through property. If you have an existing portfolio or you're looking to start that journey, feel free to reach out to me and the team and we'll find out ways that we can help you. Now, without further ado, let's jump into the next episode. Hey everybody, Dominic Neshi here and today we have the great Theo. Mate, we've been talking for a few years now. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for coming back on the show. No worries. Um, You're busy as ever winning awards and growing the team. You've come in here with resumes and stuff, so you never stop. Um, mate, tell, talk to me a little bit. What's going on at the tail end of last year? How's finance and the world of banking and all that kind of stuff?
1: So the first six months of last year was a bit tough. Um, you know, the, the election slowed things down. Um, you know, we were still sort of recovering out of a, a bad market in the pre- from the previous year. Um, but then once the, the election was out of the way, once um, the RBA started cut, cutting the cash rate um, and also APRA loosening lending. The second six months was great um you know the tail end of last year loads of buyers came back into the market confidence was back out it was like a, a hot market again although a lot of people left um you know taking the initiative or, or taking action a bit too late so some sellers trying to take advantage of the market i think um you know didn't take enough initiative and, and call agents and get their property listed in time to to get onto the market last year so there wasn't the, that much stock on the market, um, mm. so a lot of buyers were fighting over the, the low levels of stock. This year, already we've seen um, the the market start strong. There's been great levels of stock this year, and starting early as well. Um, you know, normally you don't start seeing the properties come on the market till till now, really, just after Australia Day. Um, but we've already started seeing it sort of the last couple of weeks. Um, got a lot of confidence for this year. Yeah, um, yeah, I think this year is going to be a strong year especially with another you know, potential two more rate cuts to come. You know?
0: Talk to us a little bit about that because I were predicting all the major banks, put their economists were saying, yeah, we're going to be cutting rates in Feb or whatever, but what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I, I just uh, read some, I looked up some interesting sort of stats and data on this recently for, for a blog post that we were doing and um, it was only a bit over 10 years ago was the GFC and uh, in the GFC our cash rate was 7.25%. Um, it's
0: not a bad return on your cash
1: uh, yeah and then only about nine years ago and in, in 2011 4.75 um, percent was the cash rate and now we're at 75 points 0.75 percent that is a huge drop huge drop um,
0: how much further can you go from 0.75 you
1: know well they were so we were expecting another two more cuts um, one next week uh, next Tuesday and uh, potentially one in March but that's been pushed back um, They're now talking – Bill Evans um, from Westpac actually only literally 45 minutes ago um, announced that uh, they're predicting a cut in April and another cut in August.
0: Okay, so so they're going to push it down the road.
1: Yeah, still 0.25% is going to be the end result. You know, there's there's, there's nothing left to go. One more cut, you're at zero. Um, And they've
0: said they don't want to go to zero because practically there's no –
1: Well, look, um, now we're going into a real – uh, sort of economic uh, discussion but yeah look i don't they're not going to go to zero we're not going to see negative interest rates here i don't think um even if it went to zero even if rates the rba went in a in sort of a, as a negative rate i don't think consumers will e- e- ever see what we see in other markets where you know japan yeah no that's just, i don't think that's going to happen here because of a, the margin between the banks and the actual borrowers um we are also already seeing the effects of rate cuts, as in it's working. Um, well, yes and no. Yeah. It's funny, the f- you know, the fundamentals of economics hasn't really applied, you know, in the last few years, as in what should happen from, you know, things react... Pull this lever and yeah, that should happen. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you pull this lever and normally that would happen. That's not happening, you yeah. know. Um, although, you know, rates being so low has led to, you know, share markets globally... Hitting all-time highs, we see the Dow Jones almost almost at thirty thousand. Mm. Um, I think it cracked twenty-nine thousand recently. Um, ASX just passed seven thousand recently, um, mm. which is you know um, actually just over where we were pre-GFC twelve years ago. Um, so only just recovered to where we were twelve years ago, which isn't that good. But the Dow Jones, the US, has almost tripled. Um, so they're, they're they're booming over there. So if we do see a uh, sort of a Another global financial crisis which some say this might be on the cards I think it's going to affect America more than it would affect us yep. um, just because we haven't you know um, pumped up our stock market on debt like they have um, and I think property here is still always a safe haven you know w- yields on property has also decreased so that when rates go down share markets rally and yields decrease across the board and all asset asset classes so that includes shares so that uh, across the ASX, you know what you get on a blue chip um, company in terms of a dividend yield—it's quite low at the moment—and mm. um, no different for investors on investment properties. You know, years ago you could have picked up four or five percent return on a on an investment property. It's a bit harder to find that now. You know, investors are probably having to come to terms with taking two or three percent home gross.
0: Yeah, and you can see that even in the property market that there's just way more investment properties out there. It's harder to lease your traditional uh, property out, and the rents have come back a little bit. So. Mm everything you've just discussed is absolutely true and you're seeing in a real practical way in the um, property cycle. But let me ask you, so, so we, we walking into the next couple of months and we can see that there may be some other rate declines or decreases. What are the practical realities of that? Like, can we see banks decrease rates even further? Um, you know, do you anticipate much change in the banking environment
1: for me as a home buyer or an investor? That's a actually that's a really good question, right? You know, how much of a difference does it actually make to the person borrowing money? Um, from a serviceability point of view and a borrowing, you know, power point of point of view, as in, you know, how much will will it mean I could borrow a lot more? N- no, not necessarily, because, you know, APRA did make some changes mid last year to increase your borrowing um, capacity, or everyone's borrowing capacity, but um, they did put some flaws and caps on that, you know, so that, you know, it, there is a minimum still assessment rate. Um, the banks in the last few rate cuts. Um, they haven't been passing on that much either. So, you know, if there's another couple to come, you know, I imagine they're probably only going to pass on 10, 15 points at, at most uh, out of the full 25 point cuts. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And what does that mean on a, you know, let's say a $700,000 mortgage? Not an awful deal, you know, not an awful amount. Um, so, I just think it gives um, people a bit more confidence uh, to go out there and buy knowing that. It, the rates are low. They could buy a property and it pretty much could be positively geared from day, day one if they've got a, a decent deposit. Um, even if you don't have a decent deposit, what you're paying, you know, I, I think we did a, a report on this recently. What you're paying for a typical two bedroom property in metropolitan areas um, around Sydney and Melbourne and whatnot, what you're paying to rent a two bedroom apartment um, is probably equivalent to what you'd pay in interest to borrow 80, 90% to own it. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, I ju- on that basis, I just, I just see that, that the property market will stay strong.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's,
1: it, you do see some, a, a surge in the property market. I think this year we've got five to 10% in us mm. in terms of growth in good areas, right? In good areas where, um, not
0: oversupply. Yeah. Though. Not a
1: supply issue. There's a consistent demand. There's not some, you know, um, something that's going to, that's changing the whole main road or something like that for, in a bad way. Um, mm. You know, the, the biggest problem with um, Sydney in particular is supply. You know, it's not like some other areas where they're, you know, building, uh, you know, thousands of units in, in, in one area. It, they can't physically uh, sort of supply Sydney with enough housing. There's a housing shortage um, and demand's only increasing. I, I think we spoke about this last year in a, in a different podcast of ours, that, um that. In the last few years, the supply of housing has eased because the banks tightened up funding to developers, but the demand for housing increased. So surely that's going to play catch up.
0: Well, I I sat down with one of the chief economists, or head economists at HIA, that's the Housing Industry Association. Now they work very, very closely with the building industry and talk and comment to the housing supply. They pay very close attention to where the DAs are, so development applications. Um, and they reported tail tail in the last year that stock came off or supply came off 40%, mm. something mm. more than that. Mm. And then the delay for that to then come into the market is if the supply or if the DAs coming through council were to increase by 50% or 100%, there's still a two- to three-year delay. Lag.
1: Yeah, that's a really good really good point. The delay, the lag of addressing the issue, is it takes years because let's say the bank's all of a sudden say, all right, we will be more com- accommodating to developers now and we'll support, um, you know, uh, developers trying to build a couple hundred unit um, residential development sites. Once they, that gets announced, then people start working on opportunities, you know. Maybe they rezone areas also. That takes a while for people to start um, working on opportunities. And then once they do work on an opportunity, then they go to market. It's still two years before completion. It takes a while for these things to happen, so yeah, I think that that lag just means just demand on what's on the market at the moment. And what's on the market is limited.
0: So, mate, that's it's a great commentary on it. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know what what opportunities are you seeing out there? I think that I'm catching some. That one, you know, if you are a renter out there, then it is an opportunistic time for you to stop renting and buying rent and living your own home. Sorry, buying rent in your own home. I keep on saying rent. Or um, there is also an opportunity for you to go out and start accumulating additional investment properties because, um, you know, the interest rate is so low at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any particular areas or are there any particular sort of opportunities or parts of the market that you think are interesting? Because... Well, you talk to so many people and you have so many clients, but just, you know, is there anything that you've caught on to?
1: Well, look, I think what you just said there, two different scenarios, you know, someone renting, looking to buy, or someone owns thinking about buying, buying another one, both those people don't think typically that it is possible for them to mm. do either of the two, right? They don't know. They don't know. Um, and it always starts with a conversation. Um, I, I know... And I've been doing home loans for ten years, and the amount of people that I just casually are having a, a chat with at the at the pub or something or at a coffee shop, not because I'm trying to sell them a home loan, but it's what you but, do for a living. But, but just because what I do for a living, and you know the the conversation arises of potentially buying, and they didn't think it'd be possible. And then after they join a couple dots and realize they could make it work all of a sudden the momentum momentum just takes off. You know, they think, okay, this is possible. I can actually afford to buy a property. Um, And, you know, for the second scenario you you mentioned where it might be someone who already owns one trying to buy a second, they realise I I, I might not even have to tip in any sort of ongoing um, uh, cost, you know, a monthly repayment. I actually could potentially earn 50 bucks a week from it or something like that. Mm. Um, So, yeah, look, I think to have a conversation... See if it's achievable for you. For first home buyers, people trying to buy their first one, um, you don't need a big deposit. You can get away with 5% um, these days. You can um, also use a, a, a guarantor to help you um, get the property, uh, uh, the loan approval. But guarantors meaning that you don't need any deposit whatsoever and they can, a, a family member can use their property as additional security. Mm-hmm. Um, there's limited guarantees there as well. Um, so it's quite it's quite achievable in, 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 in any one situation. Do you because
0: I remember back in the good old days we could almost get hundred percent loans or we could get hundred percent loans. Uh, at the moment it's difficult to go and get your 10 to 20 per, to 20 to percent deposits or mm. 90 to 80 percent LVRs. Are you do you think
1: you're going to see some more of those highly geared it's 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 um, still possible to do you know 90 95 percent loans. And it's that it got harder in terms of make they got a bit more due diligent in checking the client situation, like looking at bank statements and looking at credit card statements and actually verifying people's living expenses and actually checking what they're declaring is true. Um, but still the policies were there. It was still um, doable. I I personally would recommend not going above ninety percent. Purely because mortgage insurance becomes quite high above ninety percent. Okay. Although there are incentives now with, um, with the government and uh, for first home buyers to have mortgage insurance waived. There are also, there also are a lot of people don't know um, what's available to them. There's a lot of waivers of mortgage insurance even to consumers. You know, Bank of Queensland is offering um, uh, mortgage insurance waivers to, to people in certain professions. Um, all our, we've got relationships with you know, all the major banks that uh, allow us to. Give doctors, engineers, accountants, and solicitors—you know—an exemption to mortgage insurance. So, it's if you qualify for one of them, I wouldn't see any hesitation to borrowing ninety percent. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, look—it's—it's it's probably gone. It got harder to borrow money above eighty percent up until about June last year. Uh, got harder for about two years, and then you know, once approved those changes, we're slowly seeing a a a bit more of an appetite from all the banks to to. To entertain that space because we had the correction, because things have slowed down and, and because I think there's a bit more confidence back in the marketplace.
0: So it really sounds like what I'm taking from you here is if you're on the fence, if, if you're unaware and you, you're, you're tossing around different ideas in your head, it all starts with a conversation. Sit down with a consultant, a mortgage broker, with a property consultant, someone that that is technically sophisticated in finance or in you know wealth-related strategies because... There's a lot that they know that you don't know. There's a lot that you may not be aware of or you're just you, you're too close to your personal circumstance and so they can say, listen, have you thought about it this way? Mm, exactly know? right. Okay, so just um, some parting thoughts. Um mate, where can people find you? Have they, if people want to hear more about you and, and from Theo and, and from Shore Financial? I know that you got the podcast and you've also got to the um you, you you put up different media articles and things. Is there anything happening in your world in Shore?
1: Yeah, look, uh visit our website, shorefinancial.com, and that's that's sure is in S-H-O-R-E. Um we've got blog posts and we're constantly releasing um interesting content. We focus on making sure our content is informative, um as our newsletters are as well. Um we, look, we, our brokers are also brokers that specialise in being a bit more advice driven, you know, they're um, relationship sort of managers, um, 90% of them are, are tertiary educated with some sort of degree, and oh, we've got several of them that are previously chartered accountants, previously by, by trade, um, so they're very qualified people that will give you good advice, they'll even, you know, for example, the, the ones that were cha- chartered accountants previous, previously by trade, They'll probably make some suggestions for you to go um, start a conversation with your accountant on maybe how to structure something as well. Um, to your point, exactly right, it's all about advice. Um, but, you know, with advice, it, it starts with you going out there and seeking it, you know, um, definitely for your accountant. You know, your accountant's typically very reactive versus proactive. Um, you need to go
0: and ask the right questions. Yeah,
1: you need to go out, uh, go out there and ask the right questions. Exactly right. Um, but, yeah, look, anyone wants, wants any more information, um, Visit our website. We'll be more than happy to, to, to uh, put you in touch with any of our staff.
0: Theo, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Very insightful as per usual. Um, mate, look forward to having you again soon.
1: Thank you.